Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I know I left you last week high and dry. I'm sorry, everybody. But I'm back and um, just ready to kick off another pod and with all of you. And um, I guess last week I didn't really have, I don't know, a lot to say. So I really was kind of saving it um, because I, I want I want my words to be important. I want them to have some type of meaning for everybody. And I know there's a lot of talk out there right now. You know, there's just a lot of different medias that you could you know, look to. And although I would love to divert all your attention to me, um, I want to make sure that I'm giving you something that is worth it for you, everybody. Uh, I want to make sure of that, you know. So let's start off this podcast the right way with kind of our our theme um, a little bit. And it's going to be a little bit strange at first, but I'm going to explain it. And uh, let's let's get into it, right? Um I have a few different choices, so it's kind of hard to choose. I'm going to play all of these songs for you. Um, everybody this is a hard one man this is what's going on today right (laughs) it kind of fits it perfectly in my opinion and we are in very strange times i will tell you that right so let's get started right i'm just gonna turn this down because it's although i love this song it's a little distracting (laughs) um so welcome everybody and, you know, let's kick off with just the current events. What's going on today in my life? Many of you may care, may not care, right? Um, well, doing well at the new job. Been there three months now, right? And it's just, you know, it's a blessing. You know, it is. I, I, um, it's a tough job and it's getting even tougher. But that's okay, right? That's okay. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be an easy job. I think we need to challenge ourselves each day we get out there, right? And don't take jobs that are too easy. And don't be afraid of jobs that are challenging, right? We got to stretch those minds, right? And I'm going to, I'm here to motivate you because I'm a teacher, right? 
I instruct students of adult age. So I am somebody who has the ability and hopefully the influence to kind of instruct in good ways, right? I don't bring politics. I don't bring anything into the classroom. It's just straight to the book, right? That's what I teach, right? I don't need to bring my opinions into the classroom, all right? And I don't think unless your classroom is about opinions, then you really don't need to leave it out there, uh, in there, excuse me. I know many instructors probably put their opinions into their studies, into their lectures, and um, and you really have to leave that out, right? I, I know we are a, a free country and all, and we can have freedom of speech, and we can, you know, shouldn't be afraid, and, and, and in reality, you shouldn't, but we have to stick to what's important, is the education of our students, right? So, but other than that, I kind of got off topic there, but work's going great. Um, teaching's going well. Working from home, it is what it is, right? And I hate using that phrasing, but it is what it is. It's just, you know, there's nothing necessarily bad with it or wrong with it. it I'm just thankful to have a job as so many out there are struggling right now. Um, as the, the months just kind of fly by and we get closer and closer to major changes that are going to be happening in, happening in our country, you know, um, in the world of politics, in the world of government, you know, things are going to, things are starting to, in a sense, shape up in a way, in a different way, good or bad. We don't really know, right? Uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but anyways, something we're going to discuss about today on today's topic and, and really start getting into it a little bit. Um, I I try to find, you know, just good things to talk to those of you out there. Some of you like to hear about politics. Some of you are like, eh, I don't really need to hear enough of that. I, I, I listen to politics all the time. I watch CNN, Fox, whatever you listen to, right? I, I don't, I don't. I, I've, um, I've never really been drawn to those shows. I, I don't know why. Um, I guess it's just because, in my opinion, it's just about opinions. It's just another opinion. And I have my own opinions, you know, to put out there, you know. And um, although it's kind of like, yeah, well, maybe somebody could say something worthwhile. Maybe you could use it on your podcast. And, you know, maybe you can use those as examples. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I... I I, I don't like to, you know, feel like, oh, I'm just taking on somebody else's opinion or thoughts because that's their own, right? Whether their opinions are good or bad. And there can be some good or bad opinions, all right? Um, I am not, I am not, you know, in favor of like Fox, I'm sorry, One American Network or whatever that new network, I am not in favor of those networks, I'm sorry. It's pretty much right-wing media i am not a right-wing media person all right so if that if this if that's what you're looking for here you're not going to find it i'm not also one of those who's completely a left media i i i'm kind of hopefully in the middle but i'll let you guys be the judge of that you know and again my my podcast is not meant to be all about politics that's not really my the the purpose that i you brought this or made this podcast out. It just so happens we are in a, you know, an election year, election 
coming in a few weeks and and we're on election 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 you know that's really what this is about sometimes right um i'm sure after the elections hopefully it'll die down a little bit things will tame a little bit um who knows right i'm not meant to make this as some type of podcast about uh politics that's not my intention there are others out there who just want to talk politics that's it i i on the other hand want to talk about other things music life books reading whatever that may be whatever you think interests you um i want to talk about it so what i was saying is going through work work's going great supervisors great co-workers are great very different to what I had before. So just a really backstory. And some of you have heard things I've talked about my previous jobs. But, you know, back in November of last year, I was let go, right? You could say laid off. You could say fired. I was just let go, right? Um, I worked there for about 18 months. It was a very new field for me, something I've never done before, right? I took a risk. I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. It was one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. And right at the point where I felt like I was really starting to get it, right? Now, it took me a little bit longer to learn it, you know, I'm sorry to say. Um, But there were some delays in my training. There were certain delays that affected me learning it as quickly as possible. And it involved a lot of like working with some minor programming software because my job is working with software, right? That's it. You know, I work with software. So um, the software is created to work with financial institutions. I'll say that, right? I won't tell you. I'll never try to tell you what company I work for, you know. Um, And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because it's not important, you know. the time I was there for about 18 months, I felt it was going decently, you know, um, until I got to my one year anniversary approximate, well, not even one year. I got to my one year, so to speak, evaluation and I was scored kind of low, right? And, um, and they scored me kind of low because there were things that I hadn't even done yet. And instead of just like waiving that part of my evaluation, they included it, which knocked down my score. Right now, I don't know if they did that on purpose. I suspect that they did. And I'm, I suspect that there were people, especially my supervisor, that didn't like me for some reason. I was somebody who definitely cared about my job. I did make the effort. I did have some struggles along the way, but I don't think in my opinion it constituted being laid off, let go, fired, whatever you want to call it. Just was not right. Okay. Now I will say this in the workplace, you know, prejudice, discrimination, bias, whatever you want to call it does exist. Okay. And I'm not saying that because you may say, oh, well, just you're just bitter. You know, you're just bitter because they let you go and you're just trying to make up a reason to think that, 
you know, that why they let you go aside from your own failure to do the job, right? Um, you know, I admit, I, I made mistakes along the way, right? I made them. And, and I, I am pretty self-forgiving in the sense that I know when I make mistakes, I'm human, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn something quickly, pick it up, move on, and keep going. And I was getting there. It took me a little bit longer, okay? I'm not a natural by trade programmer. I don't naturally work by trade in software. Um, I do naturally work in my trade, working with financial institutions, working in education, working in many different areas, okay? So, um, <clears throat> so it was, it was, you know, that one year anniversary knocked me down and it affected my overall score, which put me under 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 unsatisfactory. Okay, and so for about up until the time that I was let go, I was making weekly reports to my supervisor. I was still doing my job, right, and and still trying to learn, right. The real nail in the coffin, I think, that really did it, right? I had one client who was incredibly difficult, okay? This was a very difficult client. And whenever you're learning something new, whether it's a skill, a hobby, whatever, it's going to take time. And whenever you're dealing with software, sometimes you're dealing with different software from different organizations that you have to, what, what you call, integrate with. Right. So one of the software that I was dealing with was very new. I've never dealt with it before. I was learning it myself of how it worked. And again, it took me a little bit longer. So I had somebody had to step in, a senior person, um, that she was very knowledgeable. And I'm thankful for that too. Um, but apparently that was like the nail in the coffin because they really wanted me to pretty much do it on my own. And in a sense, I understand that, right? I understand that organizations want you to work independently and they want you not to involve other resources because you take away time from other resources, right? And to do other things, right? Okay, I get it. I'm not against asking for help because I did ask for help. Um, but this client, they complained, right? Um, I guess they didn't like the way I was doing things. Um, I don't know what it was, you know, so on my day, they just, you know, I think it was October 13th that they gave me the news that I was actually, you know, being let go. Right. Um, they gave me three weeks severance. A lot of that, some of that was like my vacation and cause I didn't have taken a vacation 18 months. Um, so I got all that and say la vie, right? Say goodbye, right? Did the perp walk, you know, from management. They walked me to the elevator, took my badge and all that. So it was a very difficult time, right? I know most of us out there have probably been through some form of laid off firing. It's not a good feeling, right guys? It's not. So you have to pick yourself up. Um, I believe that one of the other things that really put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, 
was on my anniversary, not my work anniversary, my actual wedding anniversary, October 2nd. I remember this day exactly because I took that day off for my anniversary. Um, My manager had sent me an email basically accusing me of not doing something in my quarterly goals, right? And, you know, I he, he was, was aware I had that day off, right? Sending that email to me. And I, I just happened to see my emails because I have it on my phone. And it really bothered me. It really bothered me. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this stand, right? So I wrote him a long email. It wasn't like an angry email or anything like that or a rude email. It was just a very straight to the point email. Like, hey, I didn't neglect my duties. I did my job. I did my reach my goals. This is where you can find what you're looking for. Okay. Instead of accusing me. Right. And I, apparently he probably didn't like that, that, that I was, um, speaking up, you know, and he's a little, you know, I'm not going to put him down or anything, but he was a little sniveling little, person you know he you know he you know although in some degree he did help me to a training but you know deep down I always felt like he didn't like me okay and you can tell when people like you or not the way they react to you the way they treat you you can tell right and some of you out there may be like well why should you care man you're just trying to do a job right well yeah but you know we all like to be respected we all like to feel like people want us there right i didn't feel like he wanted me there from the get-go all right so and that was from the beginning up until the point that i was let go all right there was also um i think in my part i believe there was um some prejudice there too he was a white man i'm not really white okay i don't look white i don't have glistening white skin people you know um i i have Again, Spanish, Hispanic, and history, and that kind of reflects in the way I look. And, you know, my skin's kind of tan. You know, it's not dark or anything, but it's just tanner. And people have always treated me different in that sense, right? And even though I'm American, born and raised here, people treat you different. They don't care that you're American. They don't care if you're raised here. They don't care if you're fifth generation, 40th generation, whatever. You know, I know I'm, I'm exaggerating, but um, American. If your skin's darker or slightly darker, some will treat you differently, all right? But if your skin is white, you get treated differently, you know? And I'm sorry to have to say that. We live in a country where, you know, racism, prejudice exists. And it's nothing new. Now, I'm not saying it happens all the time, okay? The company that I'm at now, they don't treat me like that. They don't treat me any different, like, oh, like you're lower human being just because of your skin color or your last name or whatever. They don't treat me like that. And that that's kind of just blows my mind because these people are, that I work at now are so kind. And I mostly work with American, white, and I'll... We're all Americans, obviously, here at my company where I work at. But I'll say Caucasian. Most of the people I work with are Caucasian. 
you know, and they're very nice. My boss is Caucasian, you know, he's incredible, very nice guy, family man. Um, my two co-workers, they're females, one is Caucasian, one is not, um, but, you know, they're incredible people, you know, I can't speak too high, I can't speak highly enough to them, you know, um, very kind, patient, and just there for me when I ask questions, you know, which is most important, you know, my boss in that the company I got laid off with, you know, sometimes when I would ask him for help, it was kind of like, you know, you felt like you gave the response like, ah, yes, okay, let me try to help you, you know, let me try to see what I can do for you, you know, like you're just bothering them, right? And sometimes at that point, if you've ever been like companies like that, you kind of just don't stop going to people. You just like feel like, hey, why am I going to waste my time you know, going and asking you for help if I'm going to get that attitude from you, right? So, you know, most of us have probably been through some degree of that type of situation, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't speak for everybody. But it's just something that I felt in my life people have always done to me. Um, I'm not saying everybody does, but many people over the course of my life have treated me like that. We live in a country, whether people want to believe it or not, we live in a country that's racist, you know? And I'm not saying everybody's racist. I'm saying we live in a country that's built on racism, all right? We live on a country that continues to practice racism today, right? You know, you look in society, you look at, and obviously this may sound kind of silly, but I don't believe there's racism against Caucasian people, European descent people, white people. You know, racism pretty much happens between, you know, Hispanics, Asians, you know, blacks, African-Americans, whatever term you want to call it. There's racism against them in this country. And you see it every day on TV, right? Now, I don't know I don't know many people in my life, my circle, all right? So I don't know what they go through. I, I'm only a, an observer of what I see sometimes in the media. But even that, I have to be very careful to use, you know, some judgment to say, well, is the media putting this out here to spin a certain narrative on what's happening to like Latinos or Black America or whatever. I don't truly believe, you know, you know what I always see on TV is is true. I think that media does have its own agenda as far as what they're trying to what message they're trying to convey to the public. You know, you you know you you see it and you watch it and many times what you do see as far as racism or hate towards minorities, people of color, it's out there. It's existing. And even our Department of Homeland Security has actually said, hey, you know, racism, hate crimes, white supremacy, those are things that are, are on the rise. Okay. And you kind of wonder, well, where, well, you know, we've always had that. And you're right. We've always maybe had those situations. 
it's only getting worse, right? It's only getting worse. Part of that, I'm sorry to say, is the presidency, all right? Our president, okay? Do I believe he's a racist? I do. I do. And he may ignore it. He may say, well, I'm trying to do this for this group of people. You know, how can I be a racist if I'm really trying to do something for these people, right? That, that really doesn't make a difference, right? See, he is a showman. He's a phony. He's a re- reality star, all right? So he would do anything to make it appear that he's doing something, right? Now, people want to drink the Kool-Aid and believe he's a good man. He's just trying to help society. He loves America. He loves everybody, right? He does it, folks. As much as you like to believe he loves everybody, he doesn't love everybody. He loves himself. He probably doesn't even love his wife and his daughter. I'll correct that. He doesn't, I don't even think he loves his wife, but he definitely loves his daughter, Ivanka. Based on comments that he's made, I, I'm sure he doesn't even spend time with his own son. You know, I think he's forgotten even his own son's name. You know, definitely he doesn't, you know, love his other sons, Eric and Donald Jr. You know, so th- there's no love in him, right? He just loves himself. You know, people want to be under the illusion that he cares, right? He doesn't. And, and some of you out there may be just, well, how do you know, okay? How can you make that judgment? How can you say he doesn't care? You don't know him. You don't know his life. You don't know. I know a man by his character, people. His character is rotten to the core. All right? And I'm, 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 you know, some of you may say, well, you're just hating on Trump, man. You just, you just one of those that you're, you you just hate. You're a never Trumper. Yeah, I'll never, I would never vote for him, you know? I'll never, you know, I would never support him, his policies, you know, um, putting kids in cages, you know. And I know that's a big argument of people who like to say, well, Obama did it first. Obama, 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 Obama. Well, yeah, I know Obama did it. Okay. It doesn't make it right. Okay. It doesn't make it right that he's, you know, put the, the, the railroaded, immigration in this country okay and i get that it's okay to say america first you know but we are a global nation we have allies we are not a country within our um, among ourselves we are not like an island by ourselves with no one else around us right we are a global society right and i believe that okay we unfortunately lost our status in the world no one wants or sees us in a different way any in the same way that once did okay country leaders across the globe laugh at us now okay because of trump all right some probably love him yeah don't get me wrong i'm sure some love him some some despise him some, you know, blame us, you know, they, they don't even want us coming into their countries with the whole COVID and everything that we've actually effed up, right? So, you know what? It's just one of those situations. 
Will we ever recover? Hopefully in time. You know, if we get four years more of Trump, our place in the world is gone. It will be destroyed. Russia will own us, right? Russia. That's who will own us, people. Russia just wants to bring us to our knees, right? That's it. You know? So we have to remember, right? Who's who's pulling the strings for Trump, all right? That's my belief. And some of you may not agree with it. Okay, and some of you may even stop listening and say, hey, you know what, this guy's a never-Trumper. Yeah, I don't want to listen to this guy. Okay, there's, I know there's other people out there who, who will, you know, if you want that right-wing media, you want to, you know, somebody to praise him, praise Trump, say, I love Trump, what a, an incredible man, he, the guy's a, a, an incredible businessman, man, the guy is a billionaire, the guy, you know, is a reality star, the guy, you know, you, I, I'm not, it's not going to be me, I'm not going to do that. You know, and I'm not going to do it for somebody else. I'm not going to say, well, you know, Joe Biden is great and he's just amazing. And you're not going to get that from me either. Okay. All right. No man, no man is great. All right. Although people in society like to put prop people up to make them seem like some type of savior to the world. They're not people. They are not. And we must, as society, stop propping people up to make them appear that way because they're not the only one that should be propped up is god so to speak in our hearts in our minds in in the way we do live our lives right that's the only person we should be considering our savior is god jesus christ okay he is the one who can save us god okay and you know, I know I'm going to get on that right now. But first of all, let's get into our next song. All right. And what's the choice here? All right. Schritte dieser Nutzen und werde euch vor Väter schützen. 
I love this is from Ramstein America. It's spelled with a K, obviously. Um, and just if you ever watched that video, it's I don't know. It's again another representation of America, right? And I'm not saying that because oh. I want to come off and say, oh, you hate America. No, I don't hate America. I love America. America is my country. America is where I was born and raised, right? And I understand what it takes, in a sense, to be an American. And although I've never been in the military, my family has been, my grandfather, my dad, uncles, they, you know, my grandfather fought in World War II. My other uncles, I don't believe they were in any kind of combat, but they did serve. And I have great respect for the people who defend our country, right? And they defend our country in things like free speech, um, freedoms that many countries don't have, right? So, you know, countries like China, Russia, you know, Iraq, even Saudi Arabia, you know, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, even even countries in Asia, you know, where you do not have the full freedom to do whatever you want, say whatever you want, right? Even here in our country, freedom of speech has a price. The price of those who fought on the battle lines, those who continue to fight every single day to protect our freedoms, um, you know, against the enemies that we may not see every day because I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there's people, countries, bad actors who are really trying to hurt us, okay? And the good men and women of the military are fighting that for us, right? Because, you know, we are, you know, we're, we here in this country, you know, we depend on them. Right. So I appreciate that. But we also are a country that's governed by men, governed by corrupt men at times. You know, I know God covers our country because many of those who live here, including myself, love God, love Jesus. And although many of us, I would say probably 100% of us are not perfect people because only Jesus is perfect, all right? He still loves us. He still protects us. And it's important to realize that we have free will here. But free will, everybody, does not protect us from the consequences of our actions, right? So, for instance, you know... If I want to go out there and bash somebody's head in, you know, or if I want to smear somebody um, on TV or, or, or here on the podcast or, you know, on the news or YouTube or wherever I want to go does not make it right. And doesn't mean that I'm unscathed by me smearing somebody. Right. And that's the problem that we are getting in today. Right. And that's one of the things with, you know. The first song, right? You know? You know? So, with this song, for instance, talking about American Idiot, right? And 
yeah, we live in a country of American idiots. Now, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm not saying I'm the smartest man here. I'm not. There are way smarter people out there, right? Those individuals who, who claim to be intelligent people, who claim to, you know, have more knowledge than all of us or have knowledge, better knowledge than most, right? Especially those who go to like Ivy League schools, those who are trained in, in, in different ways that are many of us are not trained into and still follow an ideology that doesn't make sense, right? You know, like I'll give you an example, like QAnon, right? Now, of course, I would never, you know, QAnon, obviously, I don't know a lot much about it because I, I choose not to know about it, right? I choose not to waste my brain cells on wanting to know about some conspiracy, about some supposed pedophilia that's happening through the Democrats, right? Bunch of bullshit. Sorry, I don't mean to use those words, but I don't, I'm never going to believe that crap. All right, I'm, I believe I'm smart enough not to believe in that. But unfortunately, some people out there are not too smart, right? They believe that crap. And there were certain examples I was watching on the news where they were kind of um, talking to people at some of Trump's rallies, right? About QAnon. And these people are freaking brainwashed. People don't even know what they believe anymore. You can't, you can't be a Christian and believe in QAnon, people. All right. So American idiot. That's what we're, that's what we have to fight up against these days, right? People who are stupid. And I'm sorry to say stupid Americans, right? <laughs> you would think that we as Americans would be smarter than that, but apparently we're not, people. You know? Apparently we're not. You know? Apparently people, you know, want to call leftist stupid, you know? Like we are and I, I don't consider myself a full leftist people. I consider my views on the left at times, right? But I'm not a full leftist and I never feel I'm gonna be a full right wing person. Even though, even though people will say, Joseph, well, you know, aren't you a Christian? Aren't you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Does that mean I have to be right wing? Does that mean I have to believe in the ideology of right-wing media, right-wing conservatives. You know, people say, well, you really should because that then you're not really a true, true Christian, right? Another bullshit statement that you hear out there, right, people? All right, what do I care about? I care about humanity. I care about people being, people treating respectfully with dignity, right? Where right-wing media conservatives many times they want to put down the people that are different. You know, LGBTQ, um, LGBTQ community, excuse me. You know, you think, well, we, they, they love them. They, 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 they respect them. I don't think so. I don't respect, I don't believe Right-wing media, conservatives respect that group of individuals. I really truly believe, don't believe that they respect Hispanics, African-Americans, although, you know, people want you to believe that they do, but I don't believe that they do. 
I believe they just care about, like it says, redneck America, right? You know? Redneck America just feels like the victims in this country, right? Like, oh, poor us, man. Man, what's happening in this country, man? This country's going to hell because, you know, we have the Latinos coming in and we have, you know, the blacks and we have, you know, uh, people of color and, and they're ruining this country. And, and you, yeah, are they? No, they're not. They're actually making it better in this country. And newsflash, in probably in the next 10 years, maybe sooner, you know, White America, redneck America is probably going to decrease in size while minorities, people of color, are going to take over as the major blocks of those who are going to shift the powers that be in government. And it's already starting to happen, folks. You see what's happening right now in certain states with what's happening with our governments, with our state governments, right? Republicans in power are about to lose that. Now, I'm not going to get too cocky because I don't really know what's going to happen. I can't foretell the future. I really can't. I don't know if we're going to have a new president as far as Joe Biden or if we're going to stick with this, you know, liar in chief um, as our president for the next four years, eight years, 12 years, maybe president for life because that's what he's pushing for. It's not a joke, people. It's really not a joke that he wants to be president for life. All right? And if you think he's joking, he's not. It's the man wants to be an authoritative figure. He wants to step in line like with Kim Jong-un. He wants to step in line with Putin, Merdudo, you know, Erdogan or whatever you want to call him. You know, he wants to be in line with them. He wants to be the next you know, dictator, right? And I will say this, and I truly believe this, right? If we get four years of Trump, we're, our country's toast. We're done. We're done. We'll never, we'll, never, we'll never come back in the eyes of the world in the sense of being the leader of the free world. Our citizens will revolt there will be chaos in the streets. There will be riots in the street. And many of you out there are wondering, wasn't well, that happening right now? Yeah, under under Trump's America, right? You don't you, you, you didn't see this going on with eight years of Obama, did you? You think people were just repressed back then and just not doing anything? No, I don't think so. You know why? Because Trump, in my opinion, has made it acceptable to get angry, acceptable to riot, acceptable to treat people like shit, acceptable to bring out your racism online, face-to-face, treat people like second-hand, first-hand citizen, second-class citizens, excuse me, right? That's what's happening right now. People are lock and loading right now. If you don't think they are, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm sorry. I can't bring a gun in my house. Although people will probably say, Joseph, you really should go buy a gun for protection. Yeah, I probably should, right? I probably should get a gun. But I, I, you know, I don't know. And maybe if I was single, I would probably go buy a gun. But I really don't want a gun with an eight-year-old in the house. And although there's gun locks and all that, 
You think I want my daughter playing with a gun and blowing her head off? You think I want that gun getting lost or something happening to it? No. Okay, and you may say, well, Joseph, you know, there's ways to protect yourself, you know, for, yeah, I know. You know what? I have faith in God, right? I have faith in God that he will protect us, right? And if, God forbid, something happened to me, I get shot and die from a right winger who doesn't like the way I look, well, where am I going to go? I'm going to heaven, right? But do I want that to happen? Obviously not. Do I want somebody popping off my, my kids and my kid and my wife and killing us? No, of course not. Right? But other states, they're allowing that, right? You know? Look at what's happening with the Milita, right? In certain states like uh, Michigan, right? In no universe, no ever universe is it acceptable for a Milita to take over a government. And try to kidnap the governor. When, when is that acceptable behavior in society, right? When? It's not. Just because you disagree with somebody on their decision to try to help society does not mean that they have a right to be kidnapped or a right to die or a right to be treated in that ma- manner other than um, they be- deserve to be treated with respect, okay? We, not, we may not agree with that decision, but vote them out, people. If you don't want them, vote them out. That's the only way, right? Do you have to kill them? No. Do you have to kidnap them? No, never. Vote them out. That's what we're doing in this country right now. We are trying to vote Trump out, right? For the soul of a nation. And I believe that terminology. If we get four more years of Trump, our soul to the nation is gone. It's dead. And you know what? I'm sorry. Maybe my soul will change too. Because I'm angry sometimes. I'm fed up with seeing what's going on in society. People tearing each other in two. And they feel it's acceptable behavior. You know, people getting brave, doing things where they feel it's perfectly okay to treat people in a disrespectful, uncivil manner. Because I don't like the color of your skin. You know? That's the way society acts. That's how, how we should get. Okay, well then, just wait. Because the riots are coming. Race war is coming. Culture war is coming. War is coming. Civil war is coming. And I'm not trying to strike fear in anybody. Everybody. But that's what's coming. I truly believe, and my pastor said this the other day. Regardless if we get Trump or Biden... There's going to be unrest. There's going to be riots. Because you're going to have the right wing who, if Biden gets elected, who are going to absolutely hate Biden. When, in my opinion, okay, you know, prior to probably 2016, I never followed politics, guys. I I never had an interest, you know. Actually, this... This year is the first time I've ever voted. I could have voted, you know, over 20 years ago. I never I never felt the importance. And maybe, uh, you know, I, I, I did not do my civic duty for all those years, right? Because I was one of those believers that believe, hey, 
You know, one vote's not going to count. One vote, my vote's not going to make a difference. Yeah, imagine 40 million people thinking like that. The difference it could make if all those 40 million people said, "Ah, my vote's not going to matter. Votes matter, people. Votes matter. Okay? We have to do our civic duty if we want change. Right? Because there's a lot of countries out there who don't get to change. Who don't get to vote for people. You know? You look at... um, What's that country? Well, I'm really, I, you know, I don't know how the countries vote, but you look at Belarus, right? Where, you know, probably some cheating going on there, right? People were very upset with the results. They didn't want their current president or whoever, prime minister, whatever you want to call them, as their leader, right? Riots took place, right? All right? Other countries like Russia, where Putin now has the ability to be president for the next 36 years because they, because for some reason they feel like we need a president to guide us for the whole, all the time. Because if we change, if we change presidents or, you know, whoever, prime ministers or whatever, if we change those too often, we're not going to have peace in our nation. We're not going to have stability. What What kind of crap is that? What kind of ideology is that right you know certain areas I do believe we need change I believe there should be term limits on senators and typically house representatives you know also there should be a certain amount of terms they can serve before they can't they shouldn't be able to serve anymore and I know that sounds crazy but people are in senate 35 40 years and what have they done people people keep voting for them yeah i guess that's the people's will and to kick them out of office would be against the people's will but what kind of change do you see in those states in the country you know you don't you don't see anything also the supreme court they should have um limits too and i think i heard something like 18 years and that that's perfectly fine with me 18 year limits is a long enough that should also be for federal judges too. 18 years in federal as a federal judge. Instead of these lifelong appointments, right? Because people, ideals, what they want for society changes, right? When you keep judges, senators in certain spots for almost a lifetime, they never change. You think their ideals are going to change? Especially if you think they're going to want to leave office when they're, you know, being paid by Russia or something, someone's padding their, their, their bank account because they, such as lobbyists, want them to stay in office so they can help them get their agenda made. No, people. I'm not saying that every politician does that. I'm not saying every politician is perfect. Most, many politicians, I'll say, there is a, a, a slight corruption about them a slight um, deceptiveness you know it's part of the job right it's part of getting to that point where you can be in office it's not so easy where you can just say hey you know what I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna go uh, try to be a senator 
I'm going to go get a, try to get elected, right? No. There's certain factors in play that make people senators or not. Some of those are their background, which should matter, of course. Some of it can be as, as you know, like how they look, you know? Could be another factor, right? You know, we have to remember in society, we are a visual society, right? We, you know, we rely on a lot of different things. Do we rely on one's intellect, ideas, background to put somebody in those kind of positions? Of course we do. But we also rely on looks. Hey, this person looks really nice. You know, they're really handsome or she's quite beautiful. You know, I think we, we, we may want to put her in office. I think she would be a good addition to be the next senator or be the next governor or be the next this or that, right? You think those things, those factors don't matter? Of course they do. I'm an average Joe, folks, and I've said that many times. You look at me on the street, you probably wouldn't see anything very special about me, right? You probably wouldn't even look my way, to be honest with you, right? You know, I'm not saying I'm ugly. I'm just saying that I'm average, you know? And people don't care about average. People want to gravitate towards good-looking, Regardless if you're intelligent or not, if you're beautiful, if you're striking, if you're handsome, gorgeous, whatever word you want to put in there, yeah, people are going to bend over backwards to help you. That's my belief. All right? It doesn't matter if they have a brain in their head or not. All right? It doesn't matter. They could be the stupidest person alive, right? But... That's the society we live in, folks. That's the society we live in, right? You know, what can we do about it? We can't. There's not much we can do about it, right? You know, so could I have done better if I was more handsome? Probably I could have done a lot better in my life if I was better good looking or, you know, better looking, you know. Probably will, you know. Um, do I have a good brain? I think I do. You know, <laughs> hopefully many of you who listen to me say, Hey, you know, he, this guy's makes some sense. Joseph makes sense. You know, he's logical, you know, some of you may say this guy's a total idiot. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. You know, at least in my life, I, I do have a position for things, right? I have a position where I want my life to go. I have a position in what I want to see for our country, for my own life, you know, for my child's life. I have a position. Some people don't. Some people just want to go um, smoke the Ghana and, uh, and drink their beer and, and forget about life. And that's it. They could care about anything. They could care about anything less, anything more. That's it. Right. I don't live my life that way. My life is constantly on the move in a sense, right? So let me give you an idea what I do, okay? So, and it's, you know, morning to night, right? Obviously during the week I go to work. Many times I start work my day at 7 a.m. I end around 4.30, all right? Then at 6 p.m., Monday through Thursday, I teach a class for two hours, all right? Then... At the end of that time, I typically work on my book for a few hours sometimes, or I do a Udemy, 
which I'm working on um, learning web design skills. I have to take my daughter a bath, feed the family, spend time with them. By the time I even get to bed, sometimes it's 11 p.m. and then I start the day all over again. Weekends are, are just as busy. You know, my wife works. You know, she works in the evening. She, sometimes she works from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. All right. She's tired. I let her rest. I don't bother her. When she's when she feels rested, we go do things as a family for a short period of time because on the weekends she works as well. Try to help my daughter with her homework a little bit. She doesn't really have homework, but try to help her with other things that, you know, to to help her in school. And start all over again, right? So although I'm very thankful, I have two jobs. I get a little envious when I see people in the afternoon. They're just enjoying their time at the park. Hey, they're playing some ball. You know, they they get to go spend some time, in, you know, in the mall or walk around and, and have some freedom. I don't have that all the time, folks. I really don't. I, I'm busy. I really am. You know, um, I'm even thinking about, you know, maybe in January taking some classes online. You know. I love to learn, you know, better myself. That's what we as society should be focusing on. But many times society is focused on other useless crap, you know. Instead of focusing on their families or focusing on on other things, they're focused on, you know, politics, you know. Which in my opinion is a complete waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. That's why, you know... Yeah, do I watch sometimes CNN or one of those shows occasionally? Occasionally. I'm not gonna, I don't watch for 10 hours a day. It's like some people do where they just have it on all the time. They just need to know what Don Lemon's talking about or Como or, or Hannity or whoever. I don't need to hear those things, folks. Neither do you, okay? Their opinions mean nothing. My opinion is not even that important. But I speak it because this is how I use my form of therapy to help me get words out. So that, you know, one day, my daughter, when's older, and when I'm gone, which hopefully will be many, 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 many years from now, she can listen to these podcasts and say, hey, that's who my dad was. These are my beliefs of my pop. You know? Hey, maybe she can make money on my pods. Who knows, right? I, you know, I, I told you I'm not Joe Rogan, right? I didn't, I'm not making $100 million, you know, plus living in Texas, you know? That's not who I am, right? But who knows, right? I personally think if I was going to become anything like Joe Rogan, I probably would have happening right now. You know, that's if I was in, you know, entertainment, you know? It's like you've been in entertainment. I've been in, if I've been in entertainment for twenty years, I hope by the time I'm forty, things will start start kicking off, where I'm starting to make some real money. You know, because that, sometimes that's what it takes, right? You're in a career for twenty twenty years, and you don't really do anything until suddenly something snaps, right? While some people, you know, they're twenty two years old, and they're just their career's taking off. They're making millions. You know, kind of pisses me off a little bit. You know. 
you know, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I know. It's not my, it's not their fault, right? But I envy them at times. I do. So let's click off this last song, right? This one's a little bit different. But I think it's really quite fitting, right? To the times that we're living in right now, right? And you'll know who it is right away, but let's, let's play it. things ever be the same folks in the words of Tupac right obviously Tupac's dead but um, his words carry on and I'm not a black man all right but you know you could fit whatever culture in there is to what's going on in today's society right do I believe that when police shoot somebody maybe a minority do they believe that sometimes they're a little bit glad that they're doing it you know sometimes I believe you know Uh, there's people out there who probably are happy when a black man or woman dies right or a minority or Hispanic right it's unfortunate that we live in a society that feels that way about its citizens that's has that happy trigger finger just waiting to 
pop a few shots in somebody, you know? You know, is violence ever going to go away? I don't think so. I think it's just going to get worse, folks. You know? Do African Americans, do Hispanics, do Asians, do, do they think people really care about them? I don't think so. I think that's why we have so much unrest going on in this country, right? Right? People want to push aside the fact that they feel like racism doesn't exist. That hate doesn't exist. Right? Just like one of the newest policies from the Trump administration is to um, eliminate diversity training or any kind of diversity training used by contractors, federal government, because he says it's un-American. Right? Un-American. He also wants to put in our classrooms um, classrooms that are focused on being patriotic. Right? Now, I'm not against patriotism. Don't get me wrong. But where I see that leads to is nationalism, folks. Telling you, if you're white, well, hey, you know what? You need to, you know, focus on that, right? I don't believe when, if there was anything related to patriotism class-wise, that it would relate to anything of goodness because we are leaving out or admitting our history in our country. Like slavery never existed. Like what we did to the indigenous people never existed. Those things all existed, folks, right? It's, it's, it's almost the same people trying to eliminate that the Holocaust ever existed. And it's, it did. It obviously did exist. But people out there are trying to eliminate it. Like it didn't. Wipe it from history. Right? You know, I don't know what's happening in our history books. I haven't read a history book lately. I'm sure the history book has changed to admit, admit certain events that have taken place in our history. Because they don't want to seem like where it's unpatriotic or un-American. But people need to know about that. Those situations, you know, people need to know about racism. People need to know that Martin Luther King was assassinated. People need to know about civil rights, about what it took for people to gain rights to vote, especially men, women, um, African-Americans. People need to know how people were treated during the times of segregation. People need to know those things. People want to admit history like it never existed. Like, oh, well, you know. And, you know, that's kind of what's, you know, that that's really what happens in a um, Orwellian, uh, Orwellian kind of state, right? Is where the government just tries to recreate history like it never existed. Is it possible? Well, it could be, you know, it'd be very difficult to do that. But hypothetically, if the government said today, you know what, anything revolving to racism, slavery, anything that was done to the indigenous people, just take that out of the history books, take that off the internet and rewrite that. Do you think that's implausible for that to happen? I don't think so. 
I think if the government really wanted to do that, they probably they could try. Do you think that if the government wanted to um, eliminate or um, restrict our internet usage and tell us what we could look at, they could? They could if they wanted to. Other countries do it all the time, right? China does it. Do you think China, you know, lets their citizens see everything that we do? No. Do you think Saudi Arabia does? No. You think Iraq does? No. You think we're, we're, that will never happen to us? It's possible it could. You know why? Because there are those out there who don't want to hear the truth. All right? We already have things in place where our government, Trump administration, is trying to stifle free speech because they don't like the message that's coming up against them about the people speaking out and they want to shut them up, right? I don't agree with that, obviously. Do you think that we're working towards a more um, 1984-esque Orinian era? Well, if we get four years of Trump, yes, we are. That's what we're going towards. And I'm not trying to spread fear or anything. I'm not trying to, you know, it, it just amazes me, which blows my mind. <laughs> I'll give you an idea. It just blows my mind that people think that, you know, we're going to turn into some full socialist country with Joe Biden. Okay, Joe Biden is not a socialist, people. All right. The elitist leftists are not pushing him into a new agenda. He, he is not. All right. I'm not saying Joe Biden is perfect. I'm not saying his family's perfect. I'm just saying that he's focused on good things. He's focused on not dividing the country like what's been happening for the last few years. Because what I honestly feel like sometimes, like we're starting to live in a country where I could go buy a gun, pop off some shots at somebody, kill somebody, and I could easily stand behind, hey, you know what, I was just protecting myself. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just felt like killing somebody. And the government will say, hey, you know what, don't worry. We got your back. Don't, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you, right? We see that with Kittenhouse, right? That protester who killed two protesters, right? In Wisconsin or wherever, Michigan. You know, and our DHS department basically instructed media to, and I, I, I forget who else, to basically say, you know what, don't, don't, speak, don't speak negatively about him. You know, don't, don't make him out to be the bad guy. You know, we gotta, we gotta make him out to seem like Maybe the good guy a little bit. Like he's protecting society. You know? Could I say that too? Could I go in Los Angeles and start shooting people? And saying I was just protecting society from the bad people? No. And get away with it? Not not here, obviously. Uh, they, they would gun me down. You know? Seriously. You know? There, there are differences in the way, obviously, people are treated with police. When it comes to certain groups doing crime white versus black, you know, so to speak, when, you know, and I've seen those images, you know. There's been many of those who've created incredible hit, um, 
atrocities, I'm probably saying that wrong, against society, and they got to live. While many of those who are people of color died, very simply died, you know? Not right, people. We, ha we have, again, I always tend to say this, we have two different justice systems, right? We have one for the rich and one for the poor, right? One for the haves and have-nots. You know, there are people in prison right now that probably should have been out of prison decades ago. But because of our laws, so to speak, and I'm putting those in quotation marks, people are still stuck in prison right now. There's one guy that barely got out for stealing hedge clippers and he was going to be in there for life, but they allowed him to get out of parole. And I think he was in there for 24 years or 14 years, 24, I think. Um, you, you think somebody should be in prison for life for those type of situations? Huh? Look at those, you know, look at those situations. There are people in prison today that probably are well rehabilitated that maybe did some stupid mistakes that don't deserve to be in prison for all their life. While there's others that, you know, did horrible things in life and they're out. Yeah, murder, rape. Pedophiles, and they're out walking around among us people. That's our justice system. That's our justice system, people. <sighs> there's so much to talk about, you know. I mean, there's just so much, you know. I believe, you know, we are going towards American idiocy. We are, you know. That song just sums us up so well, you know. You know, so thinking about that, right? I always say for this, especially coming soon, people vote. If you live in America, vote. It's your civic duty to vote. It's your responsibility to vote. Your vote will make a difference. But you got to vote. You got to register. And hopefully you did that soon. Right? Get out there and vote. Vote by mail. Vote face to face. Whatever works for you. Vote. So we're coming to the end here, folks. All right. It's always a pleasure to talk to all of you. To be there for you, to be a voice. Hopefully you guys listen. Some of you do, some of you don't. I'm actually, you know, I do get regular listeners. I have four followers. <laughs> Two of them, I think, is... My sister and my dad. The other two, I'm not even sure who they are. But thank you for listening to me. Thank you for, for following me. I hope many out there will follow me and want to hear my voice. Even though I think my voice is a little annoying at times. But um, hopefully you guys want to listen. And I appreciate the support. I appreciate those who want to, to, to hear me. Although I know you have a lot of different people you could be listening to out there. And I appreciate you taking the time. I'm just going to end it. I'm going to end right now and wish everyone a happy, great weekend. Be safe out there. Wear masks. Protect yourself. We're still in the, in the midst of a pandemic, everybody, in the United States, especially in other countries if you're not in the United States. But it's still going on, people. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to be safe. Don't be an American idiot if you are an American. Think smart. Think about 
think about what is going on in your life and just think. Thank you everybody for joining me. This is Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Any another episode. God bless and peace to be with you. Shut up.